This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. The disappearance of Chinese tennis star Peng Shui has left us with a lot of questions. After all, she's not the first high-profile person to have seemingly vanished after criticising the Chinese government. In this Squish Shortcut, we look at why this might be happening by talking you through what's been called China's cultural crackdown. As part of that, it's necessary to cover the rise of Chinese President Xi Jinping and his authority over the Communist Party and the country. Squish Shortcuts is the backstory to the big news stories. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Eliza Harvey. Before we dive into this one, Eliza, we better start by introducing you. You've joined us full time at the Squiz and we're thrilled to have a new voice amongst us. You better give us your quick bio. Well, I'm a former ABC journalist turned Squiz devotee. I came for the recipe of the week. I hung around for the gags. <laughs> no, seriously, though, I'm really excited to be here. Oh, we're so stoked to have you join the team. You'll be hearing Eliza on Shortcuts, also on Squeeze Today, more and more in the coming weeks and months. You'll be getting to know her, which is always a bit of fun. You ready for your first shortcut, Eliza? I'm ready to go. Let's get stuck in. China has changed a lot in the last four decades, Eliza. It was at the end of the 1970s that the nation introduced major economic reforms, lifting hundreds of millions of people out of poverty and leading to it becoming the second largest economy in the world. In recent years, there's one man who has led what he's called a great rejuvenation of the Chinese nation. That's right. That's President Xi Jinping. And can I suggest an excellent squiz shortcut we already have on him? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're proving to people that you are a fan. Well done. Of course, you can always jump in and have a listen to this. But Eliza, give us the very snappy shortcut on Xi Jinping. Okay, so long story short, he's a Chinese Communist Party man through and through. He worked his way to the top, becoming president of China in 2012, ushering in an era of increased assertiveness and authoritarianism. Yeah, he's been front and centre of China's push to cement its position as a superpower. He has, and while he's been hailed for launching crackdowns on corruption, for instance, he's also shown he has no patience for internal dissent against himself or his government, and one of the steps he's taken is to have his ideas mentioned by name in the Constitution. Now, that's an honour that has only been reserved for Mao Zedong, the founder of modern China, until Xi. Yeah, those mentions in the Constitution are known as Xi Jinping thought. It means that any challenge to Xi is seen as a threat to Communist Party rule. To add to that, he's also changed the rules to allow him to stay on as president forever. Yeah, for as long as he lives. So in summary, he is a pretty powerful dude. In other shortcuts and just in our news coverage, we've talked about how Xi's leadership has affected the economy and how he's advanced China's position in the world. One thing, Eliza, we really haven't gotten into, though, and the purpose of this shortcut is to talk about the iron grip he also has on China's culture. Yeah. And look, the Chinese Communist Party has form on this sort of thing. The 1966-76 Cultural Revolution saw politicians, educators and musicians locked up for years without charge, often in solitary confinement. And the death toll from that era ranges from hundreds of thousands to 20 million. It's incredible numbers. Mm. These days, it's played out as a second cultural revolution via a vast range of new regulations on society that are seen as an attempt by 
Fiji to cement control and specifically put his stamp on young minds. Yeah, these controls are seen by those watching it closely as profound. And when people go missing after criticising the government, it's disturbing. Let's get into now some examples of how all of this is playing out. Eliza, you mentioned that there was a vast range of new regulations. Let's start with regulations in China that affect business. Yeah, sure. So this year alone, there's been a dizzying array of changes to regulations that govern Chinese e-commerce and social media companies. So we're talking here about some of the biggest businesses in the world, the most high profile of which is Jack Ma and his company, Alibaba. We have a shortcut on him too, but give us the recap. You're on a roll. <laughs> okay. So Jack Ma is the founder of Alibaba, which is an e-commerce juggernaut. And he was the poster child for China's technological rise until he gave a controversial speech criticising the government's regulation of the financial sector. And that put a big target on his back. Long story, how that played out was that his financial technology firm Ant Group was stopped by the Chinese government from publicly listing late last year. And that was a really big deal because it was set to become the largest initial public offering in history. Yeah, and personally for Jack Ma, he disappeared from public view for about three months. It's just one example. It is, and Beijing cracked down on more than 30 companies in its booming technology sector. We're talking here about businesses like Tencent, JD, Didi. These are China's biggest companies and are the local equivalents of Amazon, Facebook, Google and Uber. To what end, Eliza? What's the government trying to do? Oh, so some context here. China's regulation of its tech sector had been relatively lax before this point, and this helped to fuel the rapid rise of those companies. So with that rise came the dominance in the lives of their consumers, Chinese citizens, and that was a presence Xi's government was not at all comfortable with. Enter rules around how much time the Chinese public, especially kids, can spend using these apps. Yes, and this is where it gets interesting for parents around the world because under these new regulations, minors are limited to just a few hours of gaming a week with tech platforms ordered to enforce it, which is interesting. And one thing parents might also be interested in, last month laws were passed to reduce what they see as the twin pressures of homework and off-site tutoring on children. The government says that parents will have the chance to arrange their children's time to account for rest and exercise. Therefore, reducing pressure and avoiding internet overuse and apparently developing unhealthy habits like too much gaming and worshipping internet celebrities. Does sound like a parent's dream, but I'm sure (laughs) if it was mandated, we'd feel a lot differently. True. So they're right up in people's grill about how to live their lives really is the tale here. It doesn't stop there. No. Xi says that male pop stars or idols, as he calls them, who wear too much makeup don't conform with more macho societal ideas. And that's banned. He's described that as sissiness. So that ban extends to reality TV shows and apparently anything that is overly entertaining. He's also targeted female stars. Yeah, and probably the most high-profile case was billionaire Zhao Wei, also known as Vicky Zhao. She's an award-winning Chinese actress and filmmaker, and she was deplatformed from China's social media sites during the squeeze on celebrity culture. There's actually no clarity on why she was targeted, but state media have called her a scandals hit actress, and there are rumours of being too in with the Alibaba crowd. There you go. She's also disappeared for a time. Just like tennis player Peng Shui. That's been one of the most prominent stories this week. Let's get into her case next.
Peng Shui is a Chinese professional tennis player. Eliza, quick background on what she did in the lead up to her so-called disappearance. Yeah, so what she did was took to the Chinese social media site Weibo to accuse a very senior Chinese Communist Party official, Zhang Gaoli, of raping her. The post was only up for about half an hour, but it was enough time to screenshot it and share it in chat groups. This is the first time a claim like this has been levelled against the upper echelons of China's ruling elite. They didn't like it, Eliza. No, they didn't like it at all for all the reasons we've already discussed. But once that claim was made, it was taken down and then Peng was effectively scrubbed from the internet. Mm. Searches for her name and in some cases the word tennis seemed to be blocked by censors. Users were unable to comment on her social media posts. The Women's Tennis Association has taken this really seriously, as have her high-profile peers like Serena Williams and Novak Djokovic, to name a few. They've called on China to provide proof that Peng is alive and well. And this is where it starts to get a bit weird. An email was released by Chinese state media, purportedly from Peng to the WTA, saying she was alive and well, wishing for her privacy, and saying that those rape allegations against Zhang were not true. That saw eyebrows raised even further. The WTA, the Women's Tennis Association, said they had a hard time believing it was written by Peng. The UN Human Rights Chief and the White House also question its validity. That's right. And from there, videos were released by Chinese state media claiming to show Peng at a restaurant and later at a tennis match. But the conversation in the videos seemed a bit strained, perhaps even staged, Mm. and there was no date stamp on those videos. And then finally, the head of the International Olympic Committee, Thomas Bach, had a 30-minute conversation with her where she apparently asked for privacy again and agreed to have dinner with him early next year when Beijing hosts the Winter Olympics. We'll come to the Olympics in a bit because that'll be a whole thing. But to finish this off, there's scepticism about that call with the IOC also. Yeah, well, it was a bit short on detail. Mm. They didn't release the video, just pictures of Bach speaking to the tennis star. And the call reportedly didn't follow up on the initial sexual assault allegations made by Pung in her Weibo post. The IOC had already been criticised for pushing ahead with the Games in the first place, despite China's human rights abuses. And now it's kind of like they're a partner with Beijing, this is the criticism at least, in delivering their message rather than providing Pung with an open forum to air her allegations. Nonetheless, what does seem to be assumed is that Peng is alive. But to ask the blunt question, Eliza, when we talk about someone disappearing in China, where could they be? Well, I think the point is, is that they are somewhere under the tight control of the government of that Chinese Communist Party and that they are really reduced in their movement or ability to speak freely. Yeah, it's still a vague answer, but it gives you some context around what we're talking about when we're talking about someone disappearing. As promised, let's finish off with the Winter Olympics. They're scheduled for February 2022 in Beijing. But like we said, even before Peng's disappearance, there'd already been calls from some human rights groups to boycott the Games. Yeah, so there's reports that the United States might stage a diplomatic boycott of the Games, which would mean sending athletes but not US staff. That's all got to do with human rights atrocities committed against the Uyghur Muslims. Again, for the third time this shortcut, we have a shortcut on that as well, Eliza. I'll have to include the links to these in episode notes. It'd have to be looking a bit more likely now, right, that the US might actually go ahead with that diplomatic boycott. Well, yeah, I mean, you'd reckon so because it's not great timing and all eyes on China for the wrong reasons. 
And that's your shortcut to Peng Shui and China's cultural crackdown. On to our recommendations. Each episode of Squeeze Shortcuts, we recommend some further reading, listening or watching. I've got a video from Vox Eliza. It steps through the cultural revolution China went through under Mao Zedong. Understanding Mao really does help understand China now. Yeah, history is living for sure in China. My pick this week is a story about the Australian Chinese journalist Chung Lei, and she's another person who's felt the full force of the crackdown in China. Mm. Her case is different to Peng and the other examples we mentioned in the shortcut. We do know where she is. She's in a Chinese jail. She's under investigation for providing state secrets to foreign powers. It's a really serious allegation and one to keep a close eye on next year. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in to Squeeze Shortcuts as always. If you like our shortcuts, please leave us a review in our podcast app. If you like Eliza, leave us a review, Eliza. That's <laughs> shortcut number one down. Phew. Let's bring on some more. <laughs> There's plenty more to come. You've got a whole year of them next year. <laughs> Thanks everyone for tuning in again and we'll be back next week. Next week.